Hello, I'm John, the executive producer here at Final Show Films. I got a few notes for you before the show. First, I want to thank you all for watching. We couldn't do what we do or the amount of things that we do without the support of you, the viewer. If you want to support us financially, which we always appreciate, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com fsfilms, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us continue this and all the things that we do. I want to give a special shout out to our $25 supporters, Antitonic, Cat Water Flame, and Samantha Bates. Uh, second, I want to let you all know that we here at Final Show Films are planning a little get together up at Gen Con this year. That's August 2nd through 5th up at Indianapolis. We're going to be up there sort of hanging out, enjoying the con, spending time together. And if any of you guys want to come up and say hi, please feel free. We don't bite unless you want us to. And if you enjoy whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to, be sure to check out our website at finalshowfilms.com where you can find links to all of our other content, both podcast and video. And be sure to follow me at John A. Bates on Twitter for more updates on all of the content we're creating in the future. In the meantime, thanks for watching. And I hope you enjoy. We're live! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Adventurers League Curse of Strahd. I'm William, and I am the Dungeon Master for this short campaign. Uh, and then I will just go ahead and introduce our player characters, starting with John. Hello, I'm John, and I am playing Maria de Nazul, the a human hexblade warlock. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing Morwin, the Scourge Asimar Grave Cleric. Alice. That, God damn it. It's <laughs> <laughs> your fault, William. It's not my fault. It's Curse of Strahd's fault. It's yeah, can we please fault. blame wizards when they are clearly the responsible party? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Aaron. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Connie Rose, the he barbarian who very much would prefer to be the cleric, uh, but is not fucking qualified. Um, and, <laughs> and Jeff? Hey, I'm Jeff. I am playing Jonelle, the uh, Wood Elf Monk. And half of your screens are froze for me on one end. Mm. Oh, there, there we go. Place call and hold, restart. Okay, uh, so, uh, when last left our adventurers, um, <clears throat> they had made their way to the lands of Ravenloft uh, in very first session of the game, and along with the guidance of a caravan of these Vistani travelers uh, who called to the group claiming that they wished them to free their lord from some terrible curse that had befallen him and his lands, um, where they led you to this dark, mysterious land uh, that seemed to be perpetually enshrouded by fog. Uh, and you proceeded to make your way through the, the forest towards a small village uh, where you proceeded to explore for, for some of the evening where you found out a good amount of information about this land, uh, including that the Lord apparently is a vampire and, the, uh, and a number of other tragedies continuously plagued. Uh, and currently, after having spoken with the... the priest of the, of the church in town, you are about to 
rest for the evening uh, before returning in the morning to inter the body of village's late burgermeister. So we pick up there with all of you still at the church, figuring out where you're going to go for the evening right. rest. All right, so... Uh, <clears throat> perhaps, as I try to figure out where the fuck my accent went, <laughs> I'm going to put it on hold for now. Uh, perhaps we should go uh, inform our caravan that we're going to be staying the night and then try to find an inn. We could also ask the right. caravan where it's safe to... That's fair. They probably would know as well. Let's start with that, because I, I don't relish the fact of staying in inside this church if the dead are going to rise and have a little parade. Yeah. Let's do that. Valis isn't saying anything. He just looks incredibly discontent with this situation. So if he says something, he's probably going to to run and try and murder something. <laughs> <laughs> something will. undead. I will. He's going to kill things until they're dead. I will make a very dramatic flourish of my cloak and uh, head out back to town. Alright, uh, so you turn and head out, head out the doors, um, making your way towards the... Towards the square? To Barovia. Yeah, because that was where we left the caravan. Yep. Uh, looking to find the caravan again. Uh, they're still waiting in the square for you. They seem to have set up, like, they seem to have, like, uh, hitched their horses and are uh, just kind of sitting in a small wagon circle having conversation while they wait on the group of you. Uh, I'll, uh, what, what was the name of their leader again? Um, that would be... Uh, where the hell is his name? Meh. Goddamn. Why do you not have what I'm looking for? Um, I believe it was like Stan or something or something? Uh, Stanimir. Stanimir. Uh, Stanimir. Uh, I will approach. Calling out for Stanimir. Ah, uh, yes. The, the elderly individual kind of looks over from the head of one of the wagons as you approach. Are you ready to move? Uh, not quite yet. Uh, it seems that uh, there are a few things that we need to stay here overnight to take care of in the morning. Um, the uh, local uh, mayor of the town uh, is unfortunately passed, and we have uh, promised ourselves to his children that we will assist uh, with uh, putting him to rest in the morning. Uh, so we are going to need to stay the night here, continue on in the morning. Um... Would, uh, uh, I'll point at the inn, at the tavern, which I assume is also an inn. Yes. Uh, would you recommend this establishment uh, for an inn, or is there someplace else that you would think of? <laughs> uh, if there is anywhere that you are uh, more than usual safe to rest, 
Uh, it is indeed a place owned by the Vistani. Uh, is this place owned by the Vistani? Yes. Ah, well then. Uh, we shall uh, take our. We shall make our stay uh, for the day here then. <clears throat> Will uh, you be all right with your kinsmen out in the open? Yes, uh, we will be uh, fine for the night. Um, I would not recommend leaving the tavern, though. Why? Well, this land becomes significantly more dangerous under our Lord's curse uh, in the evening. How? Any number of ways. Wild animals roving, uh, processions of ghosts, although that one I would not argue is very dangerous. Um, uh, Connie will sort of look to Valis, flip through the book, unable to find anything particularly useful, just walk up to one of the walls and point at the claw marks. <laughs> also, my lord himself is uh, more active in the night. Just sort of arms crossed over his chest, or that impassive sort of glaring look. Right. We, we, the Vistani, who, have, who still, do, who still currently have his blessing, will be fine through the night. But you had the best stay indoors. Yes, Aaron. Um. Connie will look to Via and Dead are an affront to Soon's beauty, as are all blighted creatures. But you must preserve your own beauty so as not to have it scorned. You must preserve your own beauty, he upmost, or the fight is for naught. My beauty is in my continued destruction of monsters, like undead. And we will happily continue with that destruction after we've had a good night's rest. Right. right. So smiling and be like, <laughs> come on, Valus. <laughs> Have I... <laughs> Connie is just looking through have, have I, pages and pages of the book, but, trying to find an accurate response she can <laughs> give to that. The question now is: Has have have I determined whether or not puppy dog eyes work on Valis? Absolutely not. <laughs> but he does not seem to be opposing what is being suggested at this moment. At least in present company. Side note. Can I make an insight check to see if Phallus will probably run off when we go to sleep? Um, sure. Not that she's any good at it, but just in case, six? I mean, he's not trying... 
I feel like a six, even if he's not trying to hide anything, you don't really know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, he's that's hard fair. to read. He's, he's very implacable. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm only slightly better at inside checks, but I'm actively trying to keep people from dying right now. So I'm going to make that roll too. Okay. Uh... Your cleric stealthed off to go fight the undead. That's 19. <laughs> no, I think our, he is, he is devout. He is not dumb. <laughs> the idea of possibly taking on an entire town cemetery worth of undead I think is currently beyond our means so let us go to the inn uh, acquire rooms for the night uh, and we will be refreshed and, uh, and, and ready in the morning to help with any manner of uh, undead destruction and burial rites. And we can get on the road and work on removing the foul curse from this land. Alright. Wait, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very well. And I will, um, again, over overzealous flurry of the cape and march off towards the end. <laughs> okay. He's following along. I like playing with my cape. <laughs> Wait until the Vistani are gone. And then okay. finally he will speak up. Um, as you enter the tavern, you realize that there are three more Vistani in the in the main room of the tavern. Were we standing directly outside the tavern before the Vistani left? The Vistani, outside the tavern. Yeah, I was about to say the layout is the Vistani wagon tra train is camped outside the tavern that you're staying in, and there are more Vistani in the main room of the tavern. Right. What they weren't leaving. What I'm saying is, we. Based on the conversation as we had it, it doesn't seem like we were directly outside the tavern. Oh, that was that was where sorry. Maria had gone to talk to Stanimir, because that's where the, that's where the Vistani are at. Yeah, I I we had because uh, so we we'd headed to the caravan to talk to Stanimir to let them know okay. that we were staying okay. here. Okay, and then the inn was right over there. Though I imagine that there is some amount of distance between the caravan and the doors, so... There is, but it's only about, like, 40 feet. Then uh, I do not shot. speak up. Okay. Um. You, you, all, you all enter the, the Blood on the Vine tavern. Which, unfortunately, I do believe does not actually have a map, so... Um, head up to, uh, look over, look at Rose. Uh, so do we want, uh, two rooms, three rooms, four rooms, any number of rooms? Does everyone want their own? Air. To double up, two? I am, four rooms? have no real preference, uh, but. Correction. Looks, looks down at his, his coin purse, you can hear, like, a couple coins clink as he Do not worry, darling. Do not worry, darling. <laughs> Correction. I think it would be best if we were all in one room. Uh, well, I, while 
certainly I would not mind uh, such an accommodation. I feel like, for modesty's sake, at the very least, some of us may want their own room. I say just looking at Connie. I am comfortable <coughs> haunting myself. <laughs> just is in the book. Like, reading it out of the book. <laughs> um, very well. Uh, I'll go to the I'll go uh, to the uh, to the the, the barkeep. <laughs> well done, me. Uh, it's a um, the barkeep is a uh, just kind of a portly small man, um, relatively short, just kind of habitually cleaning glasses. Like even after he finishes cleaning all, he goes back and does it again. Um, as you approach, can I help you? Uh, yes, we are looking for a room for the evening. Uh, right. Um, that'll be, uh, three copper a room. Uh, do you happen to have any particularly large rooms, perhaps, that have multiple beds in them? Uh, we got one with two. I look back at the group. I don't care about a bed. That'll do. Not I don't require a bed. All right, three copper. I will pay three copper. He takes it. Which means that I go to from ten gold to nine gold, nine silver, seven copper. Jonel literally has two coins on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a noble. I had a lot of money. Want a drink? Uh, does anyone uh, look at the rest? Drinks? My Salt. room. The room key is all I need. Uh, if we could have yeah. the key. We'd, uh, some of us might come down for food later. All right. You get a sense this guy is not very communicative. Uh, take the key from him. Uh, upstairs. Head, head up. Head upstairs to the room. And you're beginning to notice, by the way, a bit of a disparity between yeah. the commoners, these individuals that you've seen that inhabit most of these buildings, and the Vistani. Um, whereas all of these commoners seem to be dour, all put down, or generally depressed or horrified of their of their circumstances the vistani seem to be going on with a general zest for life that seems to be completely unabated by the dark and dreary circumstances of ravenloft well that's what happens when you're the only people that aren't hunted to death by the, by the zombies <laughs> by the undead and can leave freely <laughs> uh so I'll get into the room i immediately throw my bags on one of the beds once we're all in, I shut the door. I will hand the key to Vala so he can lock it. Can somebody please tell me that I am interpreting this situation incorrectly and we are only appearing to trust these people? Uh, oh, darling, I do not trust any of these people as far as I can throw them, and I have very weak spindly arms, which means I cannot throw them very far. However, it is uh, beneficial 
to work with people until such a point they have proven that they are not someone you can work with. I uh, feel like saying we are servants of the Dark Lord who rules this land is a pretty good indication that they are no longer trustworthy. Oh no, uh, oh no, darling. They, they are most certainly not trustworthy, but working for a Dark Lord does not make you yourself the Dark Lord. I have known many servants who have been more than willing to assist me uh, when their lords have not. But they are also looking to free their lord, despite being a Dark Lord, to free him from his uh, his curse. So they are that... slightly working towards a a noble goal, but wash your back. I find that planting some sharp-edged thing in the soft spot in the back of the head usually suffices in resolving those kinds of things. Roll me a religion check. Uh, we have not established that he is that no. he is the kind of thing that he is, correct? We've established uh, that he's a vampire. I he's, thought we understood we, we we there were some undead here. Never mind. I could be wrong. Yeah, we, Never we, mind. we established Let he's a vampire. Let me rephrase yeah. that. <laughs> I find opening a window or other <laughs> such methods tend to be fairly productive in re in in lifting such situation. Well, I have a feeling that with the cloud cover as it is uh, in this land, opening the window will not be enough. Uh, as we saw when we came in, uh, there was barely enough light for us to see, much less enough light to destroy uh, the undead to affect them. And as Can she says... Do you have dark vision as a side note? Do who have dark vision? Do any of us have dark vision? I do. Uh, I do. I have magical dark vision up to 120 feet. Oh, fuck you, warlock. <laughs> <laughs> and as, 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 as Maria is saying this, she is just undressing. Like, like unashamed, unabashedly, just... Do, 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 do. Valis doesn't seem to care. Um, I was being pithy there about the particular example. Uh, in, in regards to the sunlight, actually, any of you who want to can roll me an investigation check. Sure. Natural... Oh, natural sorry, that was Jeremy. Jeremy and natural 20, I natural 1. <laughs> we both hit it at the same time, and Jeremy's <laughs> popped up first. <laughs> and 8. Fourteen. Uh, so, Maria, what you said is just kind of like, yeah, it's really dim. You're you were mostly half joking when you said that, but you know, uh, Valis, what she says actually makes more sense than she probably thought it did, um, because from what you have, from what you can tell, this place. One, it doesn't seem like a a regular spot on the material plane. Two. The day is so overcast and you can't actually see a sun even during the day. The area is largely considered dim light and you are fairly certain that whatever light is here during the day doesn't actually count as sunlight for the purposes of I mean, vampires are undead. Fair enough. Um, he's still... 
my point wasn't necess- wasn't the specific method used. The point was the 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 way that you usually resolve such things is dispatching the individual. Um, they they just... don't seem they seem to want to do another way. That's a nice fairy tale. They they wish to save their lord, not remove him. That doesn't happen typically. Uh... Having, in my experience or learning, having which does put their 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 loyalty in question or their uh, reliability in question. Um, having fully undressed, the beautiful maiden, however, pointed down the same road. Uh, having fully undressed, I just sort of snap my fingers and black fire uh, radiates up my body from my feet and I'm now dressed again as I turn on my armor of shadows. Uh, yes, of course. Um, we will... I... GM, does armor of shadows count as dressed? I mean, not physically, <laughs> but it looks like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh... What we're saying is... Uh, f- Kid warlocks, don't run out in this snow wearing just your armor of shadows. It won't work out well. Oh, no, Maria, Maria sleeps in the nude. I'm turning on armor yes. of shadows to get somebody tries to kill me in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, of course, but obviously we do not necessarily believe that what their task or what their desired outcome is going to come to pass. However, it does not uh, hurt to work with them. They know the lay of the land. They know the situation better. They know what obstacles we will likely be facing. In order to more fully understand our situation and our enemy before dealing with it as should be dealt with, rather than what they necessarily believe we it will be dealt with. I love, by the way, that um, Connie's reasoning is Arena's really pretty and she also believes that they can do this. <laughs> That's not Connie's reasoning. That's what Connie can communicate to the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, think of this more as uh, less of us being trusting of the Vishani, of the Vistani, uh, and less of us believing wholly everything they say, and more of us... Uh, utilizing them as sources of information and potential protection while we get our bearings and learn what there is to learn so that we can better approach the situation from the more correct path. All I am saying is that when we wake up at some point tied upside down as sacrifices, I reserve the right to say with my dying breath, I told you so. It's funny you should yeah. mention waking up tied up. I've also been in that situation before. Uh, but uh, regardless of that, uh, you certainly reserve the right to say I told you so. Very well. And then he goes and finds a spot on the floor to go to sleep. Basically, Jonel will take a place near the door. Uh, basically, he just sleeping with an elf trance. He he does it kneeling. So he's uh, he's just gonna plant himself near the door in case anyone decides to try to open it. 
Connie will look to the other bed. Um, look to the beds. I uh, what? I, was like, I would. I'm checking the one next nearest yeah. to the window, if it matters. It really doesn't. She's mostly, um. Yeah. Ah, she'll probably just take a bed and assume that if Valis wants one, he'll share. Nope. He is he is setting up on the floor, and he says, "I will take first watch." Enjoy. <laughs> Maria says before calling. I will the bed. take third with the sunrise. All right. Um. <laughs> so we will find out so, who Alex is waking up for second watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, so, I I answered when you talked about watch. Yes, you did. So Janelle is technically he'll well quote unquote sleep through first watch, but he only needs like three hours of meditative trance. Right. And then beyond the hours, that, he's yeah. just, yeah, four hours, then he's just going to sit there and meditate, but he will be awake for the rest. All right. So, uh, Valis, go ahead and roll me a perception check for your watch. All righty. Seventeen. All right, and it's it's getting into the evening, so your watch is probably the one that covers the stroke of midnight. Um, so as you're sitting in this room, uh, keeping an eye out the window, um, the first thing you notice is a lone figure uh, dressed in regal garb uh, with long black hair that flows and rests around the shoulders um, wandering the streets a blade drawn in his right hand as he just kind of idly strolls by uh, his clothing is a fine red leather doublet with brown sleeves uh, with a silver metallic pauldrons on a mantle that is Blue with white fur that is drawn across the shoulders. Uh, his skin is pale and his hair recedes at the at the at the, has, a, has a strong widow's peak at the forehead, but flows long down to the middle of his back. As he wanders the streets uh, with a pair of wolves at his sides, just idly strolling beside him, as okay. he takes up residence in the square and proceeds to stand there looking around at the environs just with a half-cocked grin and what seems to be a chalice of wine in his left hand. So, does he come within 60 feet of the window? Uh, not quite. He's just kind of just outside of that distance. I lean out of the window... <laughs> He's still Relax, I am not starting combat with Strahd, you guys. <laughs> I I don't think that's considered starting combat. I think that's considered rolling a new character. 
I am going to try to get within 60 feet. Uh, that would... From, uh, from where he's standing currently, that would probably require leaving the room, but you can wait and see if he moves closer. Well, you, you try to turn on dead straw and your head just explodes. <laughs> well, how that works. <laughs> We're letting Jeremy do things. So you um, wait and see if he gets closer or you want to actively head towards him? No, I'm not going to walk out of the... Like he said, he's devout. He's not dumb. Um... Or maybe he didn't say it. Maybe I said that. Either way. Um, so he's going to instead... Uh, do, 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 let's see. One willing creature. So yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, I will just... Very obviously stand in the window... Arms crossed, watching him. And after after a moment of looking around the room, uh, he seems to look up, and his eyes lock with yours, and he definitely seems to have taken notice of your presence. Um, you blink. And almost in the moment that your eyes were closed, he is hovering outside the window, looking directly at you. And now I use Eyes of the Grave just to confirm what I already suspect. He is definitively undead, yes. Okay. And he just looks back. He is not starting a fight, through, particularly not through the window, because that would be dumb. <laughs> um, and he just looks back. In sort of a silent, yeah, I see you. And he, the, this, this, this <laughs> figure that is just kind of, this figure that is just kind of uh, floating on these raven-like wings that seem to have sprouted from underneath the cloak, um, just kind of looks at you with this sort of half-cocked. Grin. <laughs> I had suspected that there were new travelers in my realm. Tell me, Wanderer, what brings you to Barovia? <laughs> this is all you, Jeremy. <laughs> no, I feel like this. Valus feel like this is gonna piss him off more. I just step. He just steps back and shuts the sh the the shutters on the window. <laughs> Come now. Can't we have a conversation? I don't converse with corpses. 
<laughs> you just hear the sound of foot of feet alighting on the ground underneath your windowsill. Okay. And then a few seconds later, you hear a rapping knock on the door of the tavern. Uh, a few moments later, you hear hushed conversation um, at the at the tavern entrance. It's the faint, uh, yes, of course, my lord. And just the sound of <laughs> I go to yeah. wake up the tavern. <laughs> I go to wake the rest of the party. Uh, have What's happening? What? Mm. The corpse is about to knock on our door, I believe. Why would you do that? Because he has an ego that needs to be fulfilled. I pull on clothes. Connie looks down at the sort of sheer nightgown. Decides it actually does not matter to her. And sits on the bed with her book. Just kind of yawns, reaches over, picks up his spear, just kind of leans it against the shoulder. <laughs> and you slowly, very, ever so slowly, just begin to hear the sound of these immaculate boots as they click on each of the steps leading up the stairs to the second floor where you are all staying. I go over to the door, open it, and lean in the door frame rather than waiting for him to knock. And you you do see this immaculately dressed individual of pale skin, and now that he's much closer, you can see his glowing red eyes as he approaches I... and... I allow I allow I allow my eyes to glow slightly purplish in response. I take a spot now that Maria is up. I'll, I take a spot on the bed, and I just start sharpening my axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it is not often that I have gentlemen callers in the night. Uh, who may I have the honor of addressing? I suspect that is not true. <laughs> no, no. They are typically quite polite enough to wait until the morning. Please, I must request your forgiveness for this intrusion in the evening. I am Count Strad von Zarovich, huh. and I rule this land of Barovia. I am the Lady Maria de Nazul of Thay. And I have heard much of this Count Strad von Zarovich. Yes, I had sensed the presence of newcomers, and I must say that I am intrigued. What is it that brings you to my land? In particular, uh, I believe it was a cloud of mist descending. <laughs> Oh, the poor souls who have wandered into Barofia. It is unfortunate, because I am afraid that you will never be leaving. You know, that is not the first time I have been told that sentence. 
It has always been false in the past. I look forward to seeing if that remains true. He just kind of grins this large, fanged grin. Don't worry. Once I take your head, we'll be leaving. Mm. Do you believe, perhaps, then, that you are fit to replace me as the Lord of Barovia? No. That sounds like an intriguing response, please. Uh, would you care to extrapolate? Hmm. I wonder if you are worthy. Perhaps you would like to prove yourself. I am always one for proving myself worthy of things. He just kind of looks over the group of you. And just kind of twirls the sword that he hasn't put away since he since he started walking. He's had it drawn the entire time. Connie, how's her blade out? Um, not aggressively, but just. Please have my arms crossed. I see a number of you that may have potential, but I think not yet. I could kill you all right now, but where would the fun be in that? Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Please, if you doubt me, feast your eyes on the procession, he says, as you can almost feel the stroke of midnight hit. And any of you who are near the window begin to see an eerie blue, bright blue glow begin to emanate from the direction of the of the church graveyard. And if you turn to look, I I, I am maintaining eye contact with Strahd right now. <laughs> Jodel will glance out since he's not leading the conversation. He'll he'll glance out the window. Valis is too stubborn to actually look away from. Connie needs to read to if she needs to communicate, so she will not actually be looking at out the window. Um, uh, the the blue light slowly turns a eerie green, and as that light suffuses the graveyard. From this light emerges a ghostly procession, wavering images of doughty women toting great swords, woodwise men with slender bows, dwarves with glittering axes, and archaically dressed mages with beards and strange pointed hats. All these and more march forth from the graveyard, their numbers growing by the second, as they proceed to make their way down the road from the church, towards the town square, and then west on the road towards the castle. Many have tried before you. Many have come to attempt to slay me and take this land. None have yet succeeded. (laughs) 
Will you be the first? Looks up. We can... We and people like us can be wrong a million times. You only need to fall once. <laughs> I'm afraid that is not quite true. Fall properly. Ah, I see you know something. And uh, to be quite painfully honest, millions of millions of people have come before, but none of them have been Maria de Nazul. So. Mm. He just kind of grins. I look forward to seeing you test that theory. Know that next time I call, it may not be in as polite company. And he just kind of puts the blade away, offers a very brief clap, and then in just a dispersal of bats, just kind of flutters out of the out of the building and disappears into the night. They step back in, close the door. Now she was right, she has a very pushy collar. <sighs> he looks up and says almost wildly, that went well. Thank you. Now if you could please move, I need to get my beauty sleep. Of course, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> immediately asleep again. <laughs> yeah, Connie will just lean back and fall asleep. Perks of a pixie cut, your hair looks pretty even if you didn't do your hair, so your goddess doesn't get mad. <laughs> so, uh, the rest of your watch... Uh, Valis, you get to basically continue to watch this procession that goes on. The it for minutes at a time, it just continues to march out of the graveyard before the before the tail end of it finally steps out of the graveyard and proceeds to make its way down the road towards Castle Ravenloft and disappears out of sight eventually. Although you can still see the faint green glow of the procession as it continues to march. He just keeps quietly murmured under his breath so as not to wake anybody else. A constant ongoing um, uh, ongoing prayer to Kelimvor for all of these people. He knows it won't do anything at this particular moment, but... All right. Um, all right. And your watch after some time after the the procession has finally disappeared out of your sight uh, comes to an end. Who are you waking for second watch? Uh, I will. Um, I will go ahead and uh, I'm. Sorry, Jeff. What's your character's name again? You're the only person who have who has not put your character name in your in your uh, your name in roll twenty. So I was I, I could, thought uh, I did that already. Uh, no, it's cool. Yeah, I will wake. I will go ahead and wake up Janelle. 
who will mostly not move from where he's at. <laughs> Um, he's not. Yeah, he's not going to be watching out the window, but he'll mostly be sitting there listening. All right. Uh, you could also roll me a perception check then for your watch. Um, sometime in the middle of your watch, in the early morning, as it's still many, many hours before sunrise. Um, you begin to hear the sound of small wooden wheels rolling across damp cobbles. Are they going past oh, or just coming through the square or what? Uh, they're definitely moving around your direction. Okay, then I would look out the window. You look out the window and you trace the lonely sound to a hunched figure bundled in rags, pushing a, a rickety wooden cart to fog. Uh, and as you as you take a closer look, you begin to spy an elderly woman uh, pushing a cart laden with pastries uh, throughout the uh, throughout the misty early morning grounds of the village. Uh, yeah, just make note of that and just go back to where I was kneeling. As you, as you, as you make a note of it, you, you notice she just kind of goes to one door and knocks and proceeds to start having a hushed, a hushed conversation with someone at the door. You need to watch or you just go back to your meditations. Just go back to the meditations. It's, it's, she, it looks, she looks like she's just selling her pastries and I'm going to ignore her. All right. Uh, roll me another perception check. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. You hear the sound of a child crying. Now, can I tell? Is it child? There's, when kids cry, there's different kinds of cries. There's the I want something, but I don't know how to communicate it, or you know, or this it's is, the I'm this, scared. This is the I'm very scared cry. <laughs> okay, yeah, that will get my attention. Look out again. Can I see anything? Uh, you see that same old woman stuffing a small boy into a sack. <laughs> <laughs> From, uh, seemingly, seemingly have taken taken him from a pair of individuals at a door who are pleading with her, but seemingly not getting anywhere. Uh, and then she proceeds to just, with this small child in a wriggling sack over her shoulder, continue to move her her wagon down the down the streets. First, look, which way is she going? Heading to a particular location. I need to figure out where this location is in relation to. One second. Uh, 
Uh, looks like she's headed out the west end of town. Fag heavy sighs. Like, this can't be good. Um, oh, Valis just went. I'll actually tap Marie, uh, tap Marie awake. Let's go. Pick up. What? What's going on? There's someone stealing children. Immediately awake to the window and looking out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, you see, as, as you look where he is pointing, you see this old woman with a wriggling sack over her shoulder. Uh, slowly making her way towards the west end of town. I grab my sword and run to the door and slam it open, yelling, uh, Valis, Connie, wake up, please. We need to go now. Hmm. Yeah. For what? Going for actors. Who are we killing? There's an old lady stealing children, and I am heading outside. Yeah, I'm following. What was that? What floor are we on? You're on the second floor. How far down? Uh, it's about a 15-foot drop. I'm going through the window. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Only an I'm acrobatics check. I'm following Maria down the stairs. <laughs> Connie's going to need to great. make a willpower check on this. Uh, 12 isn't terrible. It's, a, it's above a 10. You only take two points of falling damage. Okay. As you, as you dive out the window and roll to your feet uh, uh, on the on the ground, uh, standing, axe raised, looking out on the square as you see an old woman with a wriggling sack making her way out the west end of town. Um. Okay, seeing Valis do that, that looks like... <laughs> can I do a version of that that's athletics? Like, can I scale the building instead of jumping out the window? Yeah, you can climb down. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Or just like, like three point Superman land. Just. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, you just kind of like, both hands on the windowsill, just whoops, spin both your legs out, and then just hand over hand, just straight down the side of the building. You're immediately down to the ground. <laughs> okay, that was really fun. <laughs> Jonel and I are running out the door. <laughs> so you, you, the two of you hit, hit the head outside the door right around the same Sword time. Sword drawn running. already. Yeah. Um... um... Uh, she seems she seems to be making her way away from you. I am. Dead. I am booking my ass off, bellowing. I am going to unleash. Oh. I, I I'm while Valis is calling, I'm just going to Eldritch blast her in the legs. Jonel's <laughs> <laughs> takes off. Yeah, takes off running, and he moves pretty quick. Because hopefully, I can get within 120 feet of her. <laughs> Oh, you can absolutely get within 120 feet of her. Um, you get... <clears throat> Let me see if I can find if she is in this book or if I have to pull her from the other book. Yep, I have to pull her from the other book. Uh, as we look All up right. statistics. Um, 
Uh, should we roll initiative at this point, or no? Uh, well, first, go ahead and roll me your Eldritch Blast. All right. <laughs> That's enough to kill her. If we're like... That's an eight. I probably missed. Sure. Uh, the, the, the blast kind of flies over her shoulder, but that's definitely enough to get her attention as she immediately spins round, uh, looking at the group of you. Who would attack an old woman at this time of night? An old woman who old... steals children. Oh, there. What do you want? Are we able to get up close? To, like... Yeah, you're able, you're able to get, like, when they're yeah. talking to someone <laughs> My understanding is you have a child in your possession against their will. This child is my payment. For what could you possibly have a child as payment? Some people can't afford to buy my dream pastries with coin. That is not an acceptable answer. How much coin does these people owe you? People are not currency. More than you could afford, I'm sure. How much? <laughs> That's the way I, there is no number listed in the book. <laughs> there, really, there really isn't. Um, how much is a child worth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me check Google and get on a few watch lists. <laughs> Curse of Strahd asking the important questions. How much gold is one child worth? <laughs> Damn it, Patches. Why are there such weird things in your inventory? <laughs> uh, my uh, services are not cheap. And the price of stating the dream and the nightmares and my continued protection is building around a hundred gold pieces. You're right, I cannot afford that. So, in this case, how about this? I will let you, we will let you leave with your life if you leave the child behind. Go ahead and roll I an intimidation check. Agree. I did not agree to this. <laughs> Thirteen. Wow. Roll to seven. <laughs> she kind of she kind of rolls her eyes and just eh, adventuring types always getting in my business. And she just kind of sets the sack down and lets the child out of it. Fine, you happy now? Connie will try and get between her and the child. Yes, this is my happy face. <laughs> I that trust bad. you will not be taking any other children either. Okay. I'll be on my way. 
he kind of seems like puts like let's out a put upon Psy. I'm inside okay. that shit. Yeah. Oh, um, I'll an insight check. 22. Not bad. Uh, let me see. I would like, I don't know if there's any way I could, but is there any way I, like, like just looking at her general demeanor, is there anything I could roll to figure out? I'm assuming she's not actually an old lady. Is there anything I could roll to figure out what she is? That would also be yeah. an insight. Insight? Okay. Can I... Can I check over to the child to make sure this is actually the child okay. and not just an illusion and she still has Eight. the real kid in her bag? That's uh, very yeah, specific. That, that's, that's a, that would be an investigation. I mean, you can okay. touch the child and he's physical, so... Yeah. I, a very just, just making sure this isn't some sort you, of rude you do not, changeling. You do, not, you do not perceive any sort of illusion on this child. Okay. So changeling. <laughs> sorry sorry um, not this setting you don't you know you can't figure out what she might be if she's not an old woman uh okay. maria uh valis mm -hmm. hilarious because she did not have advantage on this so the advantage roll would have beaten you but the regular one did not uh you get the sense that she knows you're not always going to be present and she can probably just come back later. And she has no intention of not. Uh, she has no intention of not doing so. Like she, you can get the, you can get the sense. Yeah, she intends to leave right now. But she will be back. Oh, most likely. This is just your understanding of how of how individuals who would take <laughs> children as payment operate. If they right. are threatened, they'll just leave and come back. Neutral good does not mean neutral nice okay. people. I'm guiding bolting her. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't feel like that's neutral nice. I feel like neutral nice is guiding bolting the child napper. Like I, I don't think it, the only the only alignment that doesn't guiding bolt the child napper is lawful evil. I feel like the only alignment that doesn't always guiding bolt the child napper is anything chaotic because. You don't have to be consistent, right? That's fair. So, yeah, do you it's initiative or do I get a surprise attack off? Uh, no, she's aware that you're threatening right now, so okay. Uh, let me. I assume that was the case. Uh, this isn't. Quite a fight yet, though. So just go ahead and roll me your attack roll. Okay. Uh, guiding bolt. Fifteen. Uh, you launch the guiding bolt and roll me a perception check. Twelve. It looks like she just kind of stumbles and it misses over her shoulder. Uh, as as she sort of leans back, easy now. I've given you what you want, and you will come back later. I'm solving that problem by killing you. <laughs> Look, I know things. Why don't you just let me go, and I'll give you some information that you might want to know. 
I look back at the others for a moment in a... Securing the child's safety long-term is the priority. If, if peaceful end, ends, ends can achieve the most important of mean, means, then they should be pursued. If they cannot, what then another mean, other actions may be required. Insight roll to see what that means. <laughs> uh, Six. <laughs> roll me a persuasion check to get your point across, Connie. Thank you. Beat a... That's going to be a little difficult, but... Eleven? It's hard to read, so they probably don't get the full point, but you can at least halfway get what you're trying to say across. Connie's like, I don't, the halfway po halfway of the point is, I don't need to punch her, but if that's the only way to protect the kid, we should punch her. The, the yeah, like. Okay. So he looks half at, of yeah, it he, is essentially. He looks at the other two and is like, hmm? I've got my sword drawn and I'm holding more Priority energy. Of child <laughs> okay, I turn around. <laughs> so no, look at him just nod at Valis and look at the kid and go. I look around oh. and is like, I have information to share with you too. <laughs> As we die on the first night, you're about to learn what it's like. You're about to to learn what it's like to be on the other side of life. You, you, you've given us a couple chances to not die to this, uh, William, but I think we're dying to this. <laughs> okay, not every encounter in the first town can be TPK. Okay. 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 All right, um, we're going to roll some initiative now. All right. I need, to, I need to put the Night Hags token down. Oh, wonderful. I mean, my plan is not to kill her, but, you know, whatever. Right, up. Ismark is still staying at the temple to watch over the body. Initiative rolls? Initiative. Wow. Yeah. Natural 20. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Natural 1. Oh. Alright, Valis. Uh, hold on. Yep. Well, the natural 20, a 2 and a 1 on our initiative rolls thus far. Nine. Wow. Only one of you is going before her. Yep. Connie, it's your turn. Um... Does the kid seem conscious? Uh, he's he's shaken and terrified, but fine physically. Yep. Connie will look to him. We need to get you to safety. Um, and if he doesn't resist, she's going to pick him up and start heading back to the tavern. <laughs> he does not resist you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a decently high strength. I'm assuming I can carry him. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. He's only seven years old. Yeah. Uh, I have a strength of 16. I won't scale the wall with a small child, but... Um, but I'm headed back to the end. <laughs> no, I get it. Back, I just I want know, to get I the know. child out of direct range of any AOE spells. One of you get to go before <laughs> the, the 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 monster. I'm being pragmatic. No, no, it's and, it's and the first move is to save the kid, which is why we're this out is here. The, in the problem first. with having a character that can't clearly communicate her intentions. She does shit like this. That's fine. No, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you just this this individual kind of looks at the group of you, just kind of heaves a frustrated sigh. <sighs> I suppose we're doing this. Um and just kind of her elderly woman facade begins to fall away as her form grows and twists and you see her skin turn a dark purple blue as horns sprout from her head her hair turns a dark black color as very long as braids sprout as she grows uh, several feet in height and her gnarled posture straightens ever so slightly and these sickening black teeth emerge as she stands at her full imposing height. Right. I did offer you the chance to let me leave. But I guess we're going to have to do this. Actually. How many hit points do each of you have? 23. 15. 17. 17. Currently. Wait, 25. Sorry. She's going to be able to one-shot us. Just, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Maria, you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. <laughs> Fortunately, the armor of shadows does not go away. That is asleep. that is her turn. Valis, you're up. All righty. Um... As you as you look over to your side, you see Maria just just collapses on the ground asleep. You have to take a full action to wake someone up, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. I should probably save my last spell for. <clears throat> hmm. All right, I will. I will just go ahead and cast. I will not cast anything. I will use um, uh, my channel divinity path to the grave as I just sort of straighten up point and curse them in celestial. 
And the next time somebody hits her with an attack, they have vulnerability to all of that attack's damage. Please let me be the next to hit, because I do lots of I can do lots of damage <laughs> in one hit. Alright. Is that your that's your action? Doing anything else in your turn? That is that is my action. I don't have anything bonus action-y that I can do right now. Um because I do not have yeah. Nope, that is it. Alright. Janelle, you are up. Oh boy. Let Connie be the next one to hit, because Connie can do lots of damage flat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, this is carrying a child away. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, no, I will wake up Maria. It's kind of using the butt of the spear. It's kind of like, what's going on with you? Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> you use your action, Maria. You get woken up. Uh, oh no, you did not just put me to sleep. Yes. It did. Uh, all right. Um, is that is that your full turn, Jordan? That is that is my turn. Then I would uh, mostly just move off slightly to the side so that we're not all standing together. All right. Um, I am going to. That is Maria's turn. Yep. Yep. Watch I'm gonna. Up. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna move up and uh, just sort of run up and slice at her with my longsword. All right. I'll need a attack roll. That's a 19 hit. That hits. Well, I'm damage. spending a bonus action to cast Wrathful Smite as well. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I think have to cast that before you roll the attack roll, but. All right. We, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm used to. Us allowing it as the hit thing hits because but either way i'm so bonus action to cast wrath of science first then i mean it's a spell that you concentrate on that's right. and then yeah, hold that's it right. until you hit something uh so bonus action wrathless might then hit um yeah. uh so i need it uh her to make a dc 14 wisdom save at the same time taking 18 14 22 points of damage due to vulnerability uh that's just yeah 22 yeah uh... Hilariously, she has resistance and vulnerability to your slashing damage, so they just cancel out, and she just takes regular damage from it. I no, that resistance and vulnerability don't work that way. If you gain vulnerability, you lose resistance. Yeah, and yeah. you actually have vulnerability. Check. Also, my weapon is considered magical because of Hex Warrior. Oh, wait, no, it isn't considered magical because of Hex Warrior. Never mind. That's Hex Warrior. Gonna say, yeah. I thought that was a higher level ability. No, that's uh, that's yeah. when my pact my pact of blade will be considered magical. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not magic. Yeah, actually, it says in the PHB that resistance and then vulnerability are applied after all other modifiers to damage. So resistance applies first, and then vulnerability applies afterwards. Some abilities say you lose resistance and gain vulnerability. Um, I think. Does that is that uh, is that what the cleric of the graves ability says, or just gain vulnerability? Uh, has it has vulnerability to all the attacks that attacks damage. Okay. 
so doesn't lose resistance but has vulnerability so it's it does go one then two yeah so vulnerability resistance applies first and then vulnerability applies afterwards so it would be half then times two but the psychic damage would still be times two unless she has resistance to yes the psychic the psychic damage is straight yeah. up doubled okay okay um in that Which, case, in the case in the case of odd numbers, actually makes it slightly worse than the regular attack because it gets halved to four and then doubled to eight. So eight plus four, so twelve damage. Right. Yes. Uh, and a wisdom save. And a wisdom saving throw. Roll a natural one. That is a 15. Damn it. <laughs> One higher. Sure. Oh, well. That's uh, one of my spell slots gone. Although, actually, no, your weapon is considered magical, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not. That's 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 when it becomes a pact blade, it's considered magical. Okay. Uh, Hex Warrior just lets me use my charisma instead of uh, strength or dexterity. Okay. Never mind, then. Yeah. Uh, so she takes 12 points of damage. Uh, and is not quite frightened. All right, uh, that brings us to Connie's turn. You are back. Uh, yeah, uh, I am. Um, I yeah, I just will set down the kid by the inn, um, where he's out of the way of the direct combat because I have a feeling that no matter how powerful weak this thing is. Children probably have as many hit points as any other villager. Um, Generally speaking. And I will head back. Can I get back to the point where I'm in range or no? Uh, you can definitely get back to. You won't have your action, but okay. you can definitely get back there. That's fine. I'll put her down and run back. Alright. Um, it's Zahag's turn. Um, who is just going to... Start pushing her cart away from the group of you, uh, which provokes an attack of opportunity from Maria, who is currently directly in melee with her. Yep. Uh, 22. That hits. Roll damage. 11 slashing damage. Out to 5. five. Yeah, it's going to take a while. <laughs> uh, and while she while she's pushing the cart away... This isn't worth my time. She just kind of raises her hand over her shoulder, and three magical darts form uh, above her hand and launch toward you, Maria. Uh, what? Are they magic missiles? They are indeed magic missiles. You take ten force damage from the three magic missiles. Uh, I do not. I use shield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the magic missiles rocket towards you, but you bring a hand up and a, and a shield of incandescent purple energy just kind of erupts in front of you and absorbs the homing missiles. I am now out of spells. Alright, Valis, you are up. The hag is moving away with her cart. Okay. Well, at this point, I might as well. I'll use the last spell for or my last first level spell for another guiding bolt. Alright, roll me another attack roll. Well, uh, of course, you, because 
you launch the guiding bolt from your hand, and it shatters against a magical or a barrier uh, on this on this individual. Uh, anything else? Are you chasing after her? Are you staying staying where you're at? Um. No, he's moving after her because there's been no indication that she's actually capable in combat. All right. We've we've just missed constantly. No. She hasn't done anything other than cast a magic missile. I mean, I've hit twice. Yeah. <laughs> Although you would you would you would have noticed that uh, Maria's sword strikes are not cutting as deep as you would hope they would. Uh, Janelle, you're up. Um, yeah, uh, give chase. If I'm close enough to make an attack, I will. You are absolutely close enough to make an attack with your monk speed. Um, first, gonna basically stab out with a spear first. Oh, me an attack 19 hits, uh, roll damage seven, not great. Seven damage, but... have just three, and then I'm going to spend a key point to uh, follow up that spear with just kind of a flying knee. And then I am going... First well, attack is going to... with flurry of yeah, blows. First attack is going to be a, just a flying knee to follow up the spear. 18. Uh, roll damage. Nine, half to four. And my second, my second attack is basically going to spin attack. I'm going to try to break a wheel of the cart. Attacking the cart. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll me attack roll. 14. Uh, how magic is this card? Uh, Questions you have to sometimes <laughs> ask. How magic is this card? This card. Uh, go ahead and roll me damage. Seven. Seven. It's a rickety wooden card. Uh, you just... Uh, smack the side the side wheel with your heel, and the the wheel just kind of cracks, and the cart kind of tumbles off onto its side. The 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 hag looks annoyed. Really, really. Um. Right. That brings us to Maria. It's your turn. Can I make a tactical evaluation of the situation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, go ahead and roll me an this, Isn't this a little late for that? Like... <laughs> well, I, I now have more information. 22. I this know woman that does not... not seem remotely bothered by your presence. Like, she does not see any of you as a threat. She sees you more as an annoyance that is getting in the way of her business. Um, so sort of pulling back a bit, I not having not followed after, I'm just going to call out to the rest of the group. I... People, I think we might need to uh, call this a victory and stop. Uh, this is not a victory. Nothing. If we continue on, we are going to be following this woman out into the woods where we will most likely be killed by the various things. Also, we are doing nothing to her. I have. Uh, I, I sort of hold up my sword. I have done nothing. Uh, 
It is like hitting. It is like hitting a wall. And he I'm turns assuming, around. And I'm assuming when I need her, that was pretty much less like hitting yeah, a wall. Yeah, like it, it's it's not as much like hitting a wall, like hitting something that gives and then just springs back. Like you don't feel any impact. Your your blows feel like they're being dulled. He turns around. Looking fairly livid. Then we might as well give the child to her now. Because she's going to come back. And we won't be able to do anything tomorrow either. Out of character. That depends on if we level up or not. In character. Um, <laughs> the next day we will be stronger. Tonight we are not. I'll make a persuasion roll if I need to. I and mean, go ahead and make me a persuasion roll just for my own benefit. 22. <laughs> it's a decent argument, Valus. The idea is... It's a really <laughs> stupid argument that we're going to be more powerful to take them on. Well, the, 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 um, point, the, the point being that you have already expended an amount of your strength in... Yeah. Not In a fight that you have not... Where you were not prepared for. Uh, you have you have already used an amount of your magic just flailing at this woman without much effect. With more time to prepare, you might actually be able to do something. Also, the the, the argument isn't literally tomorrow will be stronger. That statement means that with time we will grow stronger mm -hmm. and be able to prepare better. See, out of character, I, I realize she's going to kick our ass. In character, <laughs> I'm siding with Valis. <laughs> but that's Maria's turn. We... Connie, it's your turn. Gonna say, can we keep it to statements that are actually being made within the time that yeah, we are making yeah. them? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Connie will. We must seek out evil, but we, we must not forsake the victims we rescue. If this travels to the forest, my concern is not our victory, my concern is for the one we leave behind. What are you doing with your turn? You said that, but... I'm taking... Can I essentially prepare a dash action to head in the direction that the group seems to head? Sure. Um, I'm just very unhappy with vote. Connie is visibly dis unhappy with both Valis and Maria's perspectives on that. Mm -hmm. Probably a little more annoyed at Maria, but mm. you know. If that is your turn, then the hag's turn comes up. Oh, now I've got to make a new cart! <sighs> she, just, she just kind of fishes through a pocket and pulls out a small stone and clutches it for a second and then <sighs> blinks out of existence.
Well, crap. She left the cart behind? Yeah, it's it's basically toppled over on its side at this point. Which brings us out of initiative. Uh, uh, that could have gone better. Well, I'm going to go check over the kid. Uh, well, the kid is heading is, back to the end. The kid is shaken. The kid is... Um, the kid is scared. But... This is definitely coming down from a harrowing experience more than I am magically frightened of everything. Yeah. What, looking at the cart, what was she selling? Uh, you see uh, a series of pastries. There are only a handful left, but hang on. Uh, chapter six. Pastry. Looking over at the others, she mentioned she was selling. Did she say dream pastries? Yeah, she called them dream pastries. He's already walking back to the inn. Um, Connie will ask the try and ask the kid while this is happening, but understanding that the GM can only do one thing at once. Um, what are you asking? There we go. Okay. <clears throat> the people at that house you were at, did they sell you? Uh, they, uh, my parents, they, they tried to stop her from taking me, but they're not, I mean, she's too powerful. She implied that it was in relation to some kind of debt. I don't... I don't know how it works, but she comes around and sells people these pastries, and they don't seem like they have much of a choice, but if they can't pay, she takes things. Do you want to go back to them? I want my, I want my mommy and daddy... All right. Valos, if you are in the mood to smash something, there may be something to smash very soon. Connie's book is away at the moment, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. She looks really fucking pissed. All right, you head back to the house that you that uh, the kid yeah. was taken from. Uh, Valis is intrigued enough to follow. Uh, you you knock on you knock on the door, uh, and it opens just a crack, just enough for an eye to peer through, which then sees who is at the door and immediately flings it open, and you see a bedraggled, 
uh, young, probably like middle thirties, uh, woman, um, in worn out clothing, just kind of fling the door open and just, oh my God, Lucian. And she just kind of falls to her knees and just kind of pulls him close and just kind of hugs, hugs her son close to her and just kind of starts running her hands through his hair. Oh, I've lost you. Connie will sort of kneel down. (laughs) Good to reunite a family. But I have some questions. Uh, she, She takes a minute to hold her son um, before she stands back up and looks later for you. Uh, thank you all so much for bringing my son back. Uh, yes, any... I can try and answer questions. Who was that woman? Why did he take your... Why did she take your son? Uh, they call her the old witch Morgantha. Um, she comes through town foisting these pastries on people and if they can't afford to pay for them then she takes what she wants she forces them on you you don't exactly get a choice in the matter either hand over a gold piece for a pastry or hand over your child or something else valuable for a pastry Oh, that's funny. She seemed to indicate that the child was about a hundred. She, he threw around the price of a hundred gold. I'm sure she would. And, And you take these pastries in exchange for your own child. I mean, she shoves them at us, but she looks, she thumbs over her shoulder, and you can see in the, uh, in the, um, room behind her, there's just, like, a stack of them on the table. I haven't touched the things. I'm scared of them. I don't know what they'd do. I think several of them are, like, starting... Actually, no, these are magic. None of them are molding. They all look as fresh as the day that they were created. How honest does this woman seem about that? Roll me an insight. Seventeen. She seems completely honest about it, and as you start to think about it, it does make sense that someone working on this sort of level would just throw around a number that she thought you couldn't afford if she thought you were trying Mm -hmm. to pay off a debt that she wanted to take a child for. Yeah. No, that that part is not the issue. Next time, whatever she throws at you, you don't take it. And next time, you fight it to protect the young and the next. I appreciate the... I appreciate the thought, but we did try and stop her from taking our son. There's not a lot 
that we can do against someone like that. We don't have weapons. We're not strong. We're not adventurous like you lot. Do you have another child? No, Lucian is my only child. Then you give your entire... Everything you have, including your life for this one. Because what else do you have if you lose this one? And at that point, he turns around and heads heads back to the inn. Connie is just controlled enough not to break this poor peasant's house. But not in control much at all and we'll just stalk off with Valis after they leave I'll move Mm -hmm. back in behind them Um, you said uh, how much does she charge for these pastries Uh, she's kind of like back on her knees again kind of consoling her child I also Um, kneel down you know being very being a calming presence trying to be (laughs) Um, she kind of looks up at you. Uh, she charges a gold piece every time, and if we don't have it, then she takes something. I reach into my pouch and pull out four gold pieces and hand them to her. Here. Take this. This will buy you four days. We will do our best to resolve the situation. I apologize for the ardent nature of my comrades. She just kind of takes them and just almost as an afterthought, it kind of puts them somewhere where she can hold onto them in her, in her ropes and just goes back to holding her child. Thank you. You're welcome. You have no need to thank me. Simply love your child. Keep him safe. We will do our best to help. <clears throat> uh, sort of reach out any, and... if, if there's anything you want to know, we know a little bit. Uh, do you know where this woman makes her camp or makes her home? Uh, somewhere. I mean, let me get make sure that I've got the right location here. There's an old grain mill uh, somewhere. In the northwest, I I don't know exactly where, but they say that she has her home somewhere up there. Grain mill. I will keep this in mind. Uh, are there many things like this hag that roam the night around here, or what is this? An, is this a? How often does she come by? Uh, every few nights or so she shows up and makes a round of the of the buildings uh what's that and sorry just for my for my clarification where was the mill at uh northwest of town uh she also explained, it's west of castle ravenloft i think okay. Okay. well as we will do our best to uh, deal with this. The uh, for gold should help you uh, just keep it safe so that the next time she comes, you can pay her off without having to risk losing something more precious. 
and just sort of reach out, give her a, you know, give her a, a pat on the cheek and tassel his hair. Uh, we will leave it to your business then. Oh, As geez. Connie and Valis are walking back, Connie will. I wanted to rip her head, head off and play ball games with it as much as you did. But the child came first to me. It is unfortunate then that we are leaving her with somebody who will not be leaving him with somebody who will not be able to prevent him being taken. Quite, but I will not deny that child the joy of parents, even parents that are failures. Agreed. I don't have the power to break a magical creature's yeah. bones with my bare hands. I am a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Barbarian and great I mean, cleric, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not <laughs> the worst people. <laughs> Motivations aside, um, Valis Jod heads back. Jodel will end. stand back for a while. Yeah. He will destroy the remaining. I wonder why Connie speaks prepared statements around be being a follower of soon. Hmm. <laughs> So uh, Jonel stays by, stays behind, destroys the pastries that are left in the cart. Yeah, yeah you, you find it's it's relatively easy. They don't they, they don't seem they don't, to, yeah they don't, they don't seem to rot with with time, but they're definitely still pastries. You can step on them and crush them. Uh, after after providing after giving her four gold, um, I will head back to the inn. All right. Back. Uh, who's taking third watch as it's starting to? I was. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. It takes a little bit longer to finish the long rest because of the interruption of a yeah. small fight. Um, but you do eventually uh, finish up your rest and awaken in the morning. Uh, with you all, you do manage to. You time it just right for the rising for the for the rising dawn because you know that's when the ritual to yeah. incur the Burgermeister needs to be performed. As as we get up, I toss a I toss a scrap of paper to Valis. What is this? Since you are in such a hurry to threaten and 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 be aggressive and and hostile, uh, I stayed behind and got more information as to where the hag resides. For your pleasure. Maria. Riddles are an art, and I have a riddle for you. This is kind of half coming out of the book again, but it seems like she's been stewing on this one all shift. What does the church's door or the peasant's cart have in common? I have no idea, and Maria. So, I have no idea. What? Connie will. Riddles are a way to enlightenment and finding your inner beauty. 
Riddles are a piece of bullshit that people like to put out in because it makes them feel smarter than they are. Make me an insight roll. <laughs> Five. <laughs> I come from a land of wizards who think they are smarter than they actually are. I have had my fill of riddles, thank you. Also, in case any of you cared, I provided the mother with the means to stave off the hag for a few more for a few more visits. Hopefully, by the time that runs through, uh, we will have dealt with her. And I head you out. Provided, you provided the mother with several hundred gold pieces. No, the pastries are one gold a piece. The hag was lying, as hags tend to do, and I leave. <laughs> I'm, heading I'm to the glad to hear that you have given her daggers. They will, will serve her well in, guardian, in the guardianship of a child. Uh, well, we have a ritual to perform before we can yeah. continue on with our adventures. <laughs> let it I agree, we'll probably need to search out this hag before she takes more children, but we have a man to put to rest. All right. So you all make your way uh, to the Church of the Dawnfather, or the Dawnfather, yes. Yes? It's Lathander. Yes. Morning Lord. Church of Morning, Morning Lord. Lord. That was Morning it. Dawnfather Don Fa is Paylor. <laughs> The, the, to the to the to the temple of the morning lord, um, uh, and uh, there you see that uh, Donovich has um, prepared the uh, prepared the coffin uh, and is just kind of in the center of the of the church grounds. Uh, I see you've returned. Um, shall we begin then? This is the priest? Yeah. Uh, you see that Ismark is standing next to him. He ignores the priest and looks to Ismark. Because remember, the priest is useless in his eyes. <laughs> Connie will just nod. Uh, is there anything you need of us, Donovich? Uh, just, uh, protection in case anything dangerous should decide to rear its head. I believe that is a thing we can do. Uh, Ismar kind of looks at the group of you. Appreciate the, um, I, uh, I thank you all for assistance. Uh, oh, after course. this, after this is done... Please, see to it that you get my sister to safety. Of course. All right, so the group of you head out to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. As you, as you exit, you see a fence of wrought iron with a rusty gate that encloses a rectangular plot of land behind the dilapidated church. Tightly packed gravestones shrouded by fog bear the names of souls long past. All seems 
quiet as you bring the the coffin to the designated grave plot. Um, as you as you set the the coffin down on the spot next to the grave that has already been dug, um, uh, Donovich kind of walks along the sides of the coffin and places various different um, affixations on the side of the coffin as he mutters a prayer under his breath with each one. Morning, Lord. Offer your guidance to this soul long past. May he never rise unduly from his rest. May he find peace in the afterlife. And he just kind of goes on like this as he places these like holy seals and ribbons and and wax uh, markings to the to the coffin one after another. It takes several minutes. Uh, and after he's done, he kind of looks at the group of you. If you could lower him into the grave. Yeah. Yep. Will do. And you, you lower the coffin into the dirt, and after it's lowered down, Donovich and Ismark both take up shovels and start to shovel dirt onto onto the coffin. Uh, I'm keeping an eye out for anything rising from graves. <laughs> Roll me a perception check. Yeah, Eight. Actually, as they put things in, we're looking 14. for things coming out. Uh, you don't see anything rising from the graves, uh, but I was gonna say I feel like there is a butt in there. You spy a body. It's hidden off in the corner of the graveyard. You suspect not even Donovich has noticed that it's there. But there's just a body lying on the ground. I as soon as as soon as it is lowered, actually, as I will look over to um I will look over to to uh let's see, probably Maria, because Maria's probably not being as contributing to the lowering of Noodly the arms. Noodly arms. <laughs> Whereas I think probably Connie and maybe Janelle both let are. Me tell, let me tell you the lack of exercise Maria gets. <laughs> and look meaningfully in that direction. I will look over and sort of move over to investigate. All right, so Maria, you go to investigate uh, the corpse. Psych, it's a challenge rating 10 enemy. <laughs> um, this this town is mono challenge rating 10 enemies. There's nothing but. I mean, there are... I mean the, the two ones even counted have been CR5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's... Anyway. Um, uh, but uh, you... You approach and you see a woman. Uh, dark tan of skin with black hair kind of swept off to one side, a faint streak of gray in the in the left-hand side, uh, dressed in fine clothing of dark browns and blacks and purples with faint traces of red. Um, 
pale or uh, with uh, some faint earrings in in the left ear, um, well-worn cloak fixed across the shoulders. Are you describing me? Yes, you're staring okay. at your own body. I don't have any gray. It's all black. It, the lighting makes it look a little yeah, gray. Yeah, it's, it's the purple. Yeah. Uh, I blink. I nudge it with my foot. Uh, as you as you tap it, there is a very attractive lady laying over here. Uh, <laughs> as, you, as, as you tap it, its flesh begins to sort of bubble, and the entire body just kind of slowly melts away until there's only a skeleton remaining. There was a very attractive lady laying <laughs> over here. I correct. Can I tell what that was? <laughs> Roman religion check. Sure. Eight. Seems fucked. Is it that? Yeah, no, that I that that I can. I look over and see if there are any other bodies over here. Roll me another perception check. Eight. I you don't I, see any other. I have rolled a six two times in a row. Uh, I need a third one. Well, oh yeah. Uh, I'll go back over to the to the group. Um. Uh, so funny thing. Um, there is uh, there was a body over there that uh, was mine. Is this one of those yeah. things where I am not good at understanding no, how no, no, humor no. works? Quite, quite literally, me on the ground but dead, and then nudge, flesh melt away, bones. Then, if I'm not if I'm not misunderstanding how humor works, I fail to see how that is funny. It's not funny. You said funny thing. Yes, funny as in odd, not funny as in haha. Um, can I make a religion roll? Sure. Yeah. Art. Seems fun. Yeah, religion Eight. or arcana <laughs> or something. This yeah. would be religion if it was okay. anything. Okay. And roll a religion on this too. Someone please roll something that's not an eight. I don't care if it's the natural one. Just break the. There you go. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> Alice seems fucked. <laughs> I know. Seems perfectly natural for this fucking place. <laughs> I thought I'd say, Jonelle, that is incredibly strange and almost certainly is a vagary of this particular realm and how it is basically entwined with the undead nature of its lord. Um, suspect that it is almost designed to mess with the people who live here. Yeah, it seems like this is either an indirect and slightly ominous threat to ourselves or some kind of ill omen hmm. perhaps still not the worst caller I've ever had and I'll go back to I'll go back to where I was standing <laughs> <laughs> come from Thay man people are fucked up in Thay they are <laughs> yeah once he's lowered once everything's been done, 
let's leave here. I don't like. Oh, this town is quite the company. This town I do not care for. Uh, we need to go get pretty. I don't feel like how, figuring out how to say this in character. So out of character isn't. Didn't we say we would help the lady, yes. the Burgermeister's daughter, yes. to the next town? Was, yep. Was it Irena? Irena, yeah. Irena, yeah. Let's go retrieve uh, Irena and return to the caravan. Alright. So you head, you head back to Irena's, head back to the Burgermeister's mansion uh, with Ismark in tow, because he's going with you. <laughs> So, yeah, when we see mm -hmm. Arena again, um, with the sort of new information of she has some sort of fancy heritage, is there any kind of check I could make to determine what that might be based on how she looks? Uh, roll me investigation. Yeah. That's for the hell of it. Come on, natural 20. That's the opposite nope. of that. <laughs> that is the opposite of that, yeah. You start going facial blind for a second. Damn it, Connie, stop picking up your player's ass. Right? <laughs> I, um, I, I, I am curious. Uh, I am curious about... Because I, I, I know she was adopted. Um, does Do her traits look like I could identify where she's from? Uh, being a well-read, well-traveled noble. It's hard to say. Um, she definitely has almost noble-looking heritage. She carries herself almost innately with that sort of strong presence and strong air. Um... Her features seem almost... It's really hard to say where she comes from. She almost seems like she doesn't come from anywhere in particular. Hmm. Yeah. Out of curiosity, does she happen to share similar facial structure with Count Strad von Zarovich? <laughs> uh, no, definitely okay. not. Okay. Uh, out of character, Strahd we know that the Burgermeister found her like as a baby in the woods magic magic baby from nowhere trope style yeah yeah uh from actually near lake zarovich actually right uh uh, 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 uh irena 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 uh, irena i believe we are uh your brother has requested that we take you with us as we leave the town to a more safer location. Yes, yes, Marcus, with you. Uh, yes, uh, we've interred father. We should get you somewhere safer, shall we? I will, at that moment, speak. Uh, if I may ask, just so we don't have awkwardness moving forward okay is there 
Do you have any discomfort about the idea of traveling with the Vistani? Um, Irina kind of looks at the group of you. I have, honestly, if the Vistani are traveling, they would probably be best because they tend to be ignored by most of the threats of this land. They have Strahd's favor for some unknown reason. They answer his call when he asks, but otherwise are beholden to seemingly no one but themselves. I get the suspicion that Strahd's call yeah, is one okay. that not many who wish to live would deny. Not usually, no. Smooth, Maria. Smooth. Mm. Actually, Connie will very subtly try and, like, nudge Maria in the ribs <laughs> for that particular comment. Uh, that, that that comment was aimed at Vallis more than anyone else. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but you said it right in front of her, so... Yeah. There is still a very annoyed nudge. Uh, that's fair. The con... <clears throat> Bruise a rib. Sorry. <laughs> what was just said does not... Does not... Register on Vallis. Vallis feel less ill at ease with the situation mm -hmm. considering why we are trying to get Irina to safety. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Connie was mostly reacting to the, well, if you want to live, why are you ignoring yeah, his yeah, call? Yeah. Kind oh, of no, that was unintentional yeah. subtext. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so just to go in character with this, since Valis doesn't have subtlety, that's ex sort of exactly my point. If we are concerned about who we are concerned about, are you particularly safe with those who answer his call? And I think I understand where Velas is going uh, with this. What is going to prevent the Vistani from, or prevent Strahd from just telling the Vistani to hand you over? Because it seems from what you said, they will simply comply. Uh, well, fortunately, the place that we are attempting to take me, I believe, brother is Valaki and uh, Ismar kind of, yes, uh, Valaki. Uh, it's as no one can tell how or why, but it's the one place in the entirety of the valley where Strahd's reach seemingly does not extend. Uh, how far is this to Valaki? You know, it would be really nice if there were travel distances on this map. I know, right? <laughs> One square equals a quarter of a mile. Okay. 
But then you'd have to look up what is the lightning rail speed. <laughs> typically, typically on uh, uh, on horse or caravan, I think travel speed is like 25, 24 miles a day. Yeah, I think. Let me check. That, that's Movement. what it, uh, that's at least what it was in in um, SKT. Travel pace. Yeah, that's that's yeah normal normal pace. Twenty-four miles. So, and then to Velaki is. I it should theoretically uh, the ruler should be accurate on that map. Fine. You know what? I was gonna go. Uh, as the crow flies less than a day, but travel along the road and the winding nature of it makes that somewhat more of a treacherous aspect. Then perhaps if we are swift, uh, we will get there before uh, Count von Zarovich has the chance to make any proclamations. We, uh, if, if the uh, caravan moves swiftly, we might be able to reach it in half a day, maybe more. Then that should be our goal. Be warned, though, the road will take us directly past Castle Ravenloft. Oh, good. Yes, I feel yes. that in this land, that seems like something that will not be yes. that will not be avoidable. All right, shall we meet up with these Vistani then? Mm -hmm. The faster we the faster we get you there, the better. With great haste. Scene segue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So you all you all head back to um, Stanimir's caravan where he and the rest of the uh, Vistani are all um, having uh, morning. And as you as you approach, he kind of looks up. Ah, I see you have survived the night. Uh, yes. Well, shall we set off? I see you have guests. Also, yes. Uh, we'll be, uh, our guests will be needing to go to Valaki with much speed. Ah, well, I'm afraid uh, that our journey ends at, uh, Madame Ava's at Madame Ava's camp, but that is still half of the distance, if not more, to Valaki, and I'm sure you'll be able to find transport on your own the rest of the way. Let us do Madame Ava's. With all speed. All right, all right. on the cart, everyone. On the cart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all, you all hop onto the cart, uh, which then takes you straight from. I need to get this map properly. Uh, it's Control Click, right, or Alt Click? Uh, shift Click. So, shift Click. Okay. So we begin here. Uh, and the caravan proceeds to move down the road for a while. You pass over a, a 
old, ancient-looking stone bridge that has been covered with all sorts of moss and vines and into another stretch of forest as the hours progress. It seems like in the day, the presence of the Vistani's caravan seems to be warding off most of the dangers that would lurk in the woods. Um, you, you tend to pass through most of the day generally unmolested. Uh, at a certain point, you reach a fork in the road, uh, which could either branch south or north, and you notice that the Vistani caravan is branching up to the north. Uh, after a short additional distance of travel, another half hour, you find yourself pulling up to a small encampment uh, alongside a pool of the of the of the of the lake. Um, as you pull the as you pull yourselves up, and the and the caravan stop. Uh, you hear uh, Stanimir call out, and we have arrived. Welcome to our camp. To our blackness. <laughs> I have to give you tokens that have sight. Apparently we, ha we had to be blindfolded <laughs> as we were brought into this camp. Yeah. Get Which meant that Alice just... Valis just killed all the Vistani because there is absolutely no way he would allow that to happen. Everyone except Maria was blindfolded for some reason. Well, now you have sight. <laughs> there you go. I also need to get... Nice. Okay. All right. So, uh, Stanimir, where is this uh, Lady Eva we are supposed to be yeah. speaking with? Why are we speaking with her? Uh, because they requested we speak with her. <laughs> and we get Arena as well. Why? Because they asked. That is what we're going to find out. <laughs> what are we? What is the point of speaking with her other than? And she apparently has information as to breaking the curse of Strahd. And roll credits. <laughs> so as you approach, the road gradually disappears and is replaced by a twisted, muddy path through the trees. Deep ruts in the earth are evidence of the coming and going of wagons. The canopy of mist and branches suddenly gives way to black clouds boiling far above. There is a clearing here next to a river that widens to form a small lake several hundred feet across. Five colorful round tents, each ten feet in diameter, are pitched outside a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. A much larger tent stands near the shore of the lake, its sagging form lit from within. Near this tent, eight unbridled horses drink from the river. The mournful strains of an accordion clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around a bonfire. A footpath continues beyond this encampment, meandering north between the river and the forest's edge. Um, in response to Valis's question, Connie will... It behooves us to hear the words... It's of those whose wisdom comes from other faiths and magic, even if those faiths are less beautiful than our own. That's Connie for apparently she's a fortune teller and has some level of magical oh. powers. Are, are our 
boards look like they're going along with uh, going along to for the conversation. Uh, Ismark and Arena, yeah, they seem. Um, well, actually, Ismark and Arena seem more seem more interested in the uh, the campfire, uh, where there's a bunch of Vistani who are um, hanging around, dancing, and enjoying themselves. Uh, Ismark kind of looks over there over his shoulder at, at the group of you. If you all have to speak with the with the madam, we'll take a rest and have a drink of water, if you don't mind. So. Valis waves the other three onward, and he's just going to keep an eye on on these two. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Because he does not trust the Vistani and expects them to de- to to kidnap these people and take them to Strahd at the first opportunity. <laughs> so Valis stays with Ismark and Arena. Yep. Uh, Stanimir leads the rest of you over to the large tent and just kind of opens the flap and beckons you inside. I want to go inside. Alright, so you enter. Magic flames cast a reddish glow over the interior of this tent, revealing a low table covered in a black velvet cloth. Glints of light seem to flash from a crystal ball on the table as a hunched figure peers into its depths. As the crone speaks, her voice crackles like dry weeds. Ah, at last you've arrived. Cackling laughter bursts like mad lightning from her withered lips. <laughs> come, come, speak with Madame Eva, Lady Denazul, slave turned champion. Jonelle, the wanderer in the wild. And Connie, the chosen of the goddess of beauty. Is the other chairs? Yeah, there are. There's, there's, they're simple. There's, they're, they're more like, they're more like um, pillows on the ground because the table is relatively. Yeah. I will. But there are seats. I will yep. lounge on a pillow. I see your companion who walks the path yeah. of the keeper of the dead is waiting outside. Uh, he is keeping an <laughs> eye on our, uh, on our words. Well, I see you have come to speak with me. We were told that you might have some useful information for us about this land and the Lord that rules over it. Indeed. I have much to tell and much to show. But Connie is realizing how clairvoyant this person is. It looks a little self-conscious about calling her faith less beautiful at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But first I answer the questions that you give to me before I tell you of your future. What do you wish to know? How are we supposed to deal with this Count Vanzarovich? Ah, that I shall tell you shortly. Strahd rules this land, but there is much that can be learned from the gleaning of fate. He has an enemy who will be a valuable ally to you, and there is a weapon 
hidden somewhere in this land that will be of great aid in slaying him. All of these will be revealed, as well as the location of your epic battle. And I read you the Taraka. But first, any other questions? Look at the other two. Uh, out of character. Wait, never mind. Never mind. Um, Connie will flip through the book a few times, but not say anything. Look at your your people still serve Strahd. How do you serve him? When the Lord Strahd issues a command, and it is rare, we are obliged to follow. In exchange, he has taken a liking for our relish for life and our joy for living. It is a thing that he can no longer feel. And in exchange for our assistance in matters and our information that reaches his ears, don't worry, he shan't learn of your presence here. We are given free reign to travel to and from Barovia. Um, what was the name of the little girl? It was Gert Gertrude or Gertruda. Yeah, Gertrude. Um, would you happen to know the location of a young girl named Gertruda? Ah, uh, the fair mistress. I'm afraid that she is one of the several who have caught the eye of Count von Zarevich. And what does he do with those who, whose eye ca he, who, who catch his eye? I shall tell you a bit of Strahd, then. Strahd is a tragic man whose past is perhaps plagued with misjudgment and agony and longing. He seeks the one thing that he was never able to obtain the hand of his long-lost love. And this woman, who has died so long ago, he believes is still bound to this land, as are the souls of many of the dead. And so he hunts forever for her reincarnation to join him at his side. And if uh, the person he takes does not end up being her reincarnation? Then she will be discarded. I assume this all takes place at the lovely castle on the hill. Indeed. Castle Ravenloft has a sordid and bloody history. Once a bastion made for a family that was lost to illness and disease. Now it is a place of curses and nightmares. I'll put that on the list. Um, look at the, do either of you have any more questions? Look at the other two. No, I don't think I have any others. Connie will shake her head. 
So, if your questions are done, then I shall tell you of your future. Uh, so she uh, she pulls out a small black deck um, with several intricate uh, cards placed upon it, or uh, placed within it, and um, she begins to shuffle thoroughly and begins to deal out several cards. Um, she lays a card down in one in one location, and then let me actually. Hey, I've been wondering what the fuck these cards are this whole <laughs> since we started. <laughs> <laughs> finally learn the secret. Alright, so, I need to deal the... They actually have a deck of cards? They do. That's I'm it. just trying to decide whether I want to do this in reality or just in the game, because I'm trying to figure out which one will be easier. There we go. There we go, and then two more of these. Uh, so the, the book actually came with the deck of cards? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Or rather, you can order a deck of cards, and I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she deals cards out in, the, in, this, in this star pattern. One on the left, one above, one on the right, and then two more, one, on the, one in the center and one on the bottom. Uh, and she starts with the card on the left. This card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancients will help you better understand your enemy. And she flips that card up uh, and reveals the image of a man uh, with a a mustache, uh, with and a fancy fanciful hat, holding a mask, just slightly aside from his face. You have drawn the charlatan. Find that particular person. See a lonely mill on a precipice. The treasure of knowledge lies within. The second card, the one on top. This um, card. Jeremy, could you mute your typing as drowning William Ellis? <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. This card tells of a powerful force for good and protection. A holy symbol of great hope. And she flips the second card and it shows... As uh, I can... I wish I, could, I wish I could make this thing larger. Yeah. Actually, just going to bring you guys over to the reading board because it exists. Yay! 
so I wish I could drag you properly, but the fucking this this thing is so long. How do you drag people to a to a thing that's so far you have to scroll to it? Uh, I typically just copy paste. Oh oh oh! Uh, dragging the thing. Uh, you can if you click on the if you click on the if you click on the page, you can actually move the page. And so you move the page closer. Is how I do it. Okay. So Jeremy, if you said anything, you were still muted for that. I just said yes. Uh -huh. Agreeing with John. Okay. There we go. I'm just going to bring you to the board. Yep. And she flips the second card, showing the dictator standing before a field of blades. Which is these swords. Or is it? No, is it swords or is it? Yeah, it is swords. I see a throne fit for a king. This is the place where the symbol of hope lies. Ironic. And then she flips the third card. This is a card of power and strength. It tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of sunlight. She flips another card, this one uh, showing a man coveting a small chest. The miser. <clears throat> Look for a fortress inside a fortress, in a place hidden behind fire. It seems much of what you seek is hidden within the home of your enemy. Save the treasure of knowledge. But there is yet more. As she reaches for the fourth card, the one on the bottom. This card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. She flips a card that shows the mists uh, with gravestones uh, amid, uh, amidst all of it. The mist. Avistana wanders this land alone, searching for her mentor. She does not stay in one place for long. Seek her out at St. Markovia's Abbey, near the mists. And then, the final card. Place you shall find Strahd within his home, the place of your epic fight. The broken one. She says, showing an image of a of a of a person shattered like a mirror. Ha! He haunts the tomb of the man he envied above all. She places the deck to the side and shows you the table with all the cards on it. 
I have read you your fortune. Now you may go and seek the tools and the allies to face your enemy in his final battle. Very just sort of standing there staring <laughs> at the cards. <laughs> Connie, I'll look at it one more time. Nod. And go. Jodel, uh, uh, study of the lump for a little bit. Uh, this is a bit beyond him. <laughs> and he'll just kind of nod his head. Thank you for your advice. For following Connie out. Um, I'll just leave without saying anything. You just kind of hear her uh, chuckling just a bit uh, as you as you head out. Um, she begins to shuffle the deck behind you as you all leave. Um. And you just step out back into the cool night air. Um, Valis, as you have been waiting outside with um, the other individuals, you have been treated to a tale. Um, one of the one of the Vistani is currently telling a story. Okay. Uh, and so you 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 are you sort of stand with um, Ismark and Irina as they hear a mighty wizard came to this land over a year ago. I remember him like it was yesterday. He stood exactly where you're standing. He says, pointing at you, Valis. He seems remarkably unimpressed. A very charismatic man he was. He thought he could rally the people of Barovia against the Devil Strad. He stirred them with thoughts of revolt and bore them to the castle en masse. When the vampire appeared, the wizard's peasant army fled in terror. A few stood their ground and were never seen again. The wizard and the vampire cast spells at each other. Their battle flew from the courtyards of Ravenloft to a precipice overlooking the falls. I saw the battle with my own eyes. Thunder shook the mountainside, and great rocks tumbled down upon the wizard. Yet, by his magic, he survived. Lightning from the heavens struck the wizard, and again he stood his ground. But when the devil's strad fell upon him, the wizard's magic could not save him. I saw him thrown a thousand feet to his death. I climbed down to the river to search for the wizard's body to see if, you know, he had anything of value. But the river Iblis had already spirited him, had already spirited him away. And it's about that time that uh, Maria, Connie, and Jonelle are, are emerging from the tent. 
He's just been watching the whole thing, deadpan. Looks over. Are we ready to go? Um. Uh, um. Connie will sort of indicate towards the two that we are escorting. Patience and rest bring health. Does that mean yes? Okay. Or no? Connie will shrug. We have received information. Which... And walk. Go ahead. That was when you finish. Um. <laughs> Where is That's Connie walking to? <laughs> Connie will shrug and walk towards the two people, Irina and her brother. Yesmar. Yesmar. Um. Towards Irina and Yasmar. Um. We have received information regarding uh, the future. I, it is not a... Not, it certainly was a, not going to be an easy task that we have set upon ourselves. Um... But we can leave. We can also stay if we wish to uh, recuperate here uh, for the night. Uh, Madam Eva has assured us that uh, Strahd will not learn of our location, at least so long as we are here. I don't trust her. We should go. I do. But if, the, what, if so... you would wish to go on, then we can certainly press on. Around what time of day is it by this point? Uh, you perform the ritual at dawn, and you've been traveling for a few hours. It's probably approaching noon. I'm with Valis. If we can see if we can use some of their horses and if we can get the Velaki before dark, that would be... I think that would be preferable than staying here longer. I'll, um, go over towards Stanimir. Uh, He's kind of sitting amongst everyone else. Stanimir, uh, is there perhaps any way we could borrow horses or a carriage for the journey to Valaki? Hey. I am afraid that is difficult. Uh, you see, horses are sort of the Vistani's lifeblood. Uh, they are how we travel this land and anywhere else we may wish to journey. And uh, we keep as many horses as we need for our caravans. Could we borrow a, a strong young Velaki, uh, a, a group of Velaki and their horses? Vistani. Or Vistani, sorry. Other V word. Yeah. I am afraid that uh, this is as far as any Vistani's journey with you goes. Uh, the, 
I must warn you. Any Vistani traveling with you farther than this, than this camp becomes a danger. Mm. <laughs> well then. Well then, I suppose we walk. Are we, on, we are continuing on foot then, yes. Yes, I, I am afraid if Lord Strad were to appear and demand our assistance in slaying you or capturing you, uh, we would have little choice but to obey or die. That's why we leave. Mm. Well then. Let us gather our things and be forth. I wish you the best of luck on your journeys, and may you bring peace to our Lord's troubled heart. Certainly a piece of something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... And as you all begin to make your way out of the encampment of Madame Ava, uh, that is where we will end for today. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.